Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Hour number two, five minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Miller and Condon are on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Momentarily, we'll head to Houston, where Matt Snyder from CBSSports.com is there to cover uh, the opening couple of games of the World Series. Bottom of the hour, uh, Cody Goodwin covers high school sports uh, for the Des Moines Register playoffs. Three, four, and 5A get underway this week. We'll pick his brain on that. Let's head to Houston, shall we? That's where we'll find Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. Matt, Trent, and Ken, thank you for coming on. How are you? I'm very, very good. I'm looking out of my window at Minute Maid Park, so pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> I bet, yeah, I'm envious. So I've never been to that ballpark, uh, but to the Astrodome, which is still standing, right? I think it is. Um, well, have you? Uh, yeah. I think, yeah it I think it is. I think it's right next to, is it Reliant? Stadium where the Texans play. It is. Yeah, I think it's right next to it. Indeed. Yeah. Um, so I'm anxious to. Have you been to uh, to Minute Maid? It looks great on TV. Yeah. What's it like? Is yeah, it's. It, it's uh, I, I I love it. Yeah. I, it's uh, top ten for me. Wow. Maybe top seven ish. Uh, it's very very good. Yeah. I I mean it, it's it's quirky as you see the dimensions. Yeah. You know, you got the Crawford boxes, and I think there are a certain few people who are annoyed that they took out the hill Me. in the flagpole in the <laughs> yeah. center, but I'm not on that list. I hate that. I never understood it either. I loved it. It was something goofy. It was different. <laughs> I've yeah. got to give you that. It's quirky. Yes. Quirky for sure. Indeed. So, you know, Trent and I were going back and forth on this. I've got him to come around, and I, I'm on the Braves in this series. Um I think, I mean, after they did, did to the Dodgers what they did to the Dodgers, I'm, I'm impressed by the Astros in their own right. That offense is unbelievable. But why can't the Braves win? I'll ask it that way. Why can't the Braves win this World Series? Oh, well, I, yeah, I, I'm not willing to say they can't because they definitely can. Uh, but I, I, I picked the Astros just because I think they do have more offensive firepower. And it seems like, Maybe there was something to the pitch tipping story through mm. three games against the Red Sox because it seems like they really got their house in order pitching wise yep. after that. Uh, you know, Framber Valdez, Luis Garcia, it seems like they kind of got things in order and, and, you know, the bullpen was great in the last few games. So I feel like there was something going on there and, and I, I, they seem to have fixed it. They fixed it, got that figured out. You mentioned the bats and. A lot of times we're talking still about a short series. Even a seven-game series in the grand scheme of things is a short series. The way baseball's played here, the way that we've seen the evolution of playoff baseball specifically, when you look at the makeup of these two rosters, is there advantage in playoff baseball between these two teams and the way that you just have to be different when it comes to this spot? Um. I don't. I don't feel like it. I, I, I mean, I think th- things came together for both teams, certainly, but I don't feel like there's one specific thing that you could point to and say, "Oh, yeah, just because it was the playoffs." I, I, I just feel like it lined up well for the Braves with the Giants and uh, Dodgers having to play each other in the NLDS round, 
I feel like the Astros were the best team in the American League. I thought that from the get-go. I, I had mm-hmm. the Astros winning the World Series, I think, from the start of the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I don't think it's anything necessarily about the playoffs other than the whole just anybody can win any given series. Uh, who will Snitker use uh, when, when in Houston as their DH? Is it Soler? Does he does he does he keep uh, Peterson in right, uh, or do they flip flop back and forth depending uh, on on who's starting? Who will who will DH think, tonight? Yeah, I, I think you're probably right on Soler, uh, especially just coming off the COVID list mm-hmm. and maybe not having as many fresh reps. Uh, but I, I don't think there's a huge difference in them defensively. Offensively, I think Solaire has much more upside. Although Jock, man, when Jock gets hot, he gets yeah, hot. He's but, hot. Uh, yep. uh, you, you definitely want both of the bats in the lineup. So yeah, I think it's probably going to be Solaire who would be the DH. Bullpen's important here, and a very rested Houston bullpen. You go back to early yep. in that series in the ALCS, it felt like, boy, whoever gets there, they're going to be so depleted. Not the case anymore. What four off days over the last five now for Houston and. We know how good Presley can be at the back end there. Mm-hmm. Javier's been good, just on and on and on. How important is that at this point in the playoffs, that much rest for the bullpen? Very, very, especially because with McCullers out, you know, mm-hmm. the rotation's compromised already going into the series. So if you're the Astros, you know, you mentioned Javier. He's going to be the guy who can get length. Other than that, Dusty would love to just go almost exclusively Stanek, Graveman, Presley. And if you can, you can go four innings with those guys. Uh, ideally, the starter would get the ball to them, and that would be it. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's huge. Um, gosh, the Braves, too. Yes. I mean, it's the back-end guys have been so good. Tyler Matzik. Well, I mean, what can you say about Tyler Matzik? Uh-huh. Uh, he was almost out of baseball two years ago, and, and now he's striking out three guys in a row with the tying uh-huh. run second. Are you kidding me? It's uh, the bullpens have been very fun. No, there's no doubt about it. You know, you brought up Dusty Baker a second ago. I know you wrote about him before you jumped on the plane uh, yesterday to, to head to Houston. I, I, I don't get the the hatred toward this guy. You know, I, I, as it's I said, yeah. it really is. I bet the Braves. I'm rooting for the Braves. But on the other hand, if Dusty Baker, I mean, this is a baseball lifer for crying out loud. He Absolutely. Broke he's into one of the, the nicest guys in the game. Yes. I mean, he broke into the bigs in what, the late 60s, I think, and was in the was at the uh, in the league for uh, almost 20 years, and he's been managing forever. Who can ever forget his kid at home plate? Um, right. I mean, what year was Aaron. that? That was two thousand two thousand two. Two thousand two. Holy crap! Yeah, uh, that, that kid's voting now. For God's sakes. Um, but you know what? If he wins a World Series, will will people be disappointed that Baker finally got there? How can you be? I, I would sure hope not. I mean, I, I think most of the people who criticize him, first of all, I think they're out of their mind. But it, it's it's years and years and years ago that he made mistakes. Um, but secondly, I think that most people who, who criticize him know that he's a good person. And so they would be happy for Dusty, the person, even if they think I don't like Dusty, the manager. Um, at least I would hope, I mean, there's always going to be people out there who hate on something, Mm -hmm. but I would hope that the vast majority of the Dusty haters are just haters of the manager and not the man. And if he won the championship, they'd be happy for the human being. I would sure hope so. Question for you. Let's say Houston... Down 2-1, game four comes. Valdez, Garcia, you're quitting. Those are the three starters. 
bullpen game or throw Zach Granke or Jake Odorizzi in that game for? Down 2-1, you got the choice. What do you do it in that spot if you're Houston? Pray. Well, uh, (laughs) I definitely wouldn't let Odorizzi warm up on the field for a half hour. That was not compelling TV. (laughs) Uh, I think, I mean, probably a cop-out on my part, but I think it's a combination. I think you go Grinky in a bullpen game mm-hmm. and know that Grinky's not going to get you length and maybe get three outs with Grinky and then go straight to all your bullpen guys, something like that. I, I don't. I, I want to. I, I really, at this point, am not prepared to trust Odorizzi for like more than just a few outs. And maybe that's one where Javier, you, you just. Are a little yeah. more careful with him in game three. You, start, you, you get like three outs from Granky, and then it, it, as long as you haven't emptied Christian Javier's tank yeah. in the previous three games, right. they go as many as you can after Granky. Uh, I kind of like that plan. Do you? Yeah. Down two one sounds good to me. <laughs> yes, I know you like that one too. <laughs> uh, what, are the, what do they need? What do the Braves need from Charlie Morton tonight? What are they looking for out of him? Because they last played uh, when Friday. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, the the bullpen guys have had some rest, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, ideally, you want to get off to a good start. You don't want to empty all your good bullpen arms in game one if you're trying to get at least a split, maybe even two here. So, yeah, six innings, a quality start. I yeah. mean, I don't think a quality start's the greatest stat in the world, but if he gave them six innings and only gave up two runs, I think they'd be in really good shape for the series. Well, and Snicker obviously trusts him because he got in trouble early in his last start, and, and there would have been a lot yeah, of managers, right? Uh, the, I yeah. mean, Cash would have had him out there instantly, but he trusts him, and he left him in there, and he was rewarded. He got through five uh, when his hair was on fire early in that game, so there's obviously a great deal of trust between Snitker and his veteran starter. It's an interesting dynamic in this series. Both managers in a way, are old school with how they deal with their pitching staffs. And I know we saw a lot of quick hooks, and sometimes you have to do that, but Dusty gave an interview after they won, and he said, I have to let my guys get out of trouble, or they're never going to learn how to get out of trouble. You know, And it feels like both managers have that mindset when they have a guy who needs to get linked, whether it's a starter or whether it's Javier in relief. They both have the mindset that, he can get in trouble, and he can get out of trouble, and that's okay. Instead of just pulling the guy at the second that there's trouble, so I, it's going to be fun to see how they how they uh, deal with the pitching in the series because we have two high powered offense, and they're going to get in trouble. It's going to be interesting to see how they deal with the trouble. Got a math question for both of you guys. See if you know the answer to this a one, or math? at least can be be close to the number that we're going to go down here. A one nothing World Series lead. What percentage of teams that lead one nothing go on to win the World Series? Ken, I'll start with oh, you. Oh, you mean not, not in the yes. game? Yeah, because we always talk about the importance uh, of getting out to a start. Yeah. How big is that number? What percentage of teams that take game one go on to win the World Series? It's 65% Trent. All right, there's a guess from Ken. What do you say, I'm Matt I'm going to go below that. Uh, I'm 56 57. Uh, Ken would get it unless we're playing Price of Right rules. I went over. 63.8% of the time. Okay. So it's important, but yeah. not overly it's a, yeah, important. It, it, it's what, yeah, it's what I thought. Like It's a majority, but it's not overwhelming right. or anything. Yeah. Uh, can Eddie Rosario possibly <laughs> keep this up? No. Nah, but you know, well, for, for a couple games, sure. Yeah. Uh, for an entire series, no. 
But uh, that's another thing I just, what I talked about, what's interesting is, you know both teams are in overdrive Uh, Mm scouting-wise. Did they find any holes in in Eddie Rosario's swing, just the same way as did the Braves find any holes in Jordan Alvarez's swing? How are they going to work the guys? Are you just going to pitch around them? Are you going to go after them? Do you you think you have a hole, like, for example, low and in? I'm I'm very interested to see how they they approach the really high hitters. Well, we will talk to you next week, Matt. And at that point, we will either have World Series winner. We'll be getting ready for Game 6 and, fingers crossed, a Game 7. Just because that would be great for the sport and great theater and more for us to talk about, which is always a good thing. But then, of course, after that, we go to free agency. And looking through these free agent lists, and I know we brought it up maybe on a monthly basement uh, basis with you throughout this baseball season. It's absolutely a huge class. Fill us in, kind of what you're hearing. You're there in Houston. I know talking to other people involved in the game, free agency with the great unknown of what could come as it pertains to a labor dispute. What this free agent, what free agency is going to look like here at the end of 2021. Uh, yeah, it's it, it, until the December mm-hmm. date with the CBA, not much. Uh, I don't think anything's gotcha. going to happen at all because everybody's just waiting for that. After we get a deal, uh, you know, we'll see. There's going to be some teams who are going to be aggressive. I mean, I, I think the Yankees are going to be aggressive. The uh, I feel like the Red Sox are at the opportune time that they need to strike. Uh, the Dodgers have a lot mm-hmm. of guys heading to free agency, so they're – even if they're not aggressive or one of the biggest active teams in the offseason and even retaining their guys, they have to do something to kind of reshape their team. So the Dodgers are going to be a big deal. Um, I feel like the Blue Jays need to be aggressive on the pitching front mm-hmm. because they have all the position players and you need to have the pitching to match. Uh, Rangers, who knows what's going on with them, but they definitely have money if they wanted to do something. And uh, the Cubs as well. The, the Cubs should have plenty of money to spend. It's just a matter of how much they want to open it up. Uh, back to the labor disruption. Does it seem like that's where we're headed? Well, I mean, I, we probably should save this for a hot stove conversation with you. But yeah. does it seem like when when the calendar turns to April, are we watching baseball? Yeah. Good. I, I think bo- both sides know that they can't take the PR hit. You know, after what happened with the pandemic, they can't take that PR hit. And both sides know that. And the owners know how much they got hurt without fans in the stands. And that's the exact same Mm -hmm. thing not playing games at all. And they know they can't do that. Uh, From everything I've been hearing, the players seem to want to play ball, and it's more the owners pushing back on Mm. stuff. So we'll see. Mm. I, I know most people... For whatever reason, it seems like the general public always wants to call the players the greedy ones. All those greedy players, they just play a game, blah, blah, blah. But, man, the owners have a lot more money than the players. Yeah, I'll say. Two more, we'll let you go, because I want to let all three of us go on record for who's going to be the MVP of the World Series. But before we do that, give you a second to think there, Condon. Uh Um, Oliver Marmol is the new skipper of the St. Louis Cardinals. I know nothing about him. Apparently, he's been in the organization a long time. Uh, they're going. They're giving him his first gig, and uh, as, as as in the major leagues as a manager, he's been with the team for a while. What What do you think? Of what What's What's behind the hire, Matt? What are you hearing? From what little I've heard, 
there was some there was a disconnect between Schultz and the front office, mm-hmm. and uh, something happened to the point that they said we can't have this guy be our manager anymore. And it happened late in the season, even after the winning streak, I believe. Yep. Uh, it was just something happened. We don't know what, but where they were like, we got to get this guy out of here. But they wanted continuity on the staff. And since Marmol was already there and he already has a good relationship with a lot of the players, it was the natural thing to do. Gotcha. That's as, that's as much as I got. Yeah, it seems like, I mean, there's a lot of names associated with it, guys we'd heard of, guys that have been there before, uh, but we'll, we'll see how he does. All right, Trent Condon, who's the MVP of this World Series? You talked me into betting the Braves. I've already done that, so I'm going to find a Brave, obviously. you got to go with that route. And I'm going to go with the guy that hasn't been great in the postseason, Ozzy Elvis. Ah, you took my Oh, no God. way. Are you serious? <laughs> yes, I am. we got to find these uh, this future, too. We might have to bet this also. Uh, who's the MVP of this World Series, Matt Snyder? I, I took the Astros. I, I'm gonna. I always just say seven because I wanted to go seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. That's the maximum drama. Uh, I went with Carlos Correa. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you know he he's been hot in the postseason. He, he just he feels natural to me, and he's headed to free agency. So you know it's one last kind of hey everybody look how good I am. The Anchorman line, you know. So mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah. I'll go with Correa. Are you going to Atlanta after this first two games? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're living the yeah, dream, Matt. And I haven't been to that. I haven't been to that new ballpark yet oh, nice. either. So I'm looking forward to that. I don't blame you a bit. We will read you at cbssports.com. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Thank you for what you do for us. Uh, we'll read you again. cbssports.com for our guest, Matt Snyder. Matt, thank you for doing this for us. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. All right. Take care, guys. Good to talk to you. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. Good to have him on the uh, weekly basis as we do. World Series odds. For MVP? MVP. Yeah. Your favorites. Freddie Freeman. I think that's a hard thing. And Alvarez. And yeah. I looked at Freeman for a while. Plus yeah. 850. That's still pretty good. Altuve, 10 to 1. Mm-hmm. Followed by Correa. He's 11. Then at 12, three players, Tucker, Rosario, and Riley. You got to go down a ways before you get to our man Ozzy Elbies. 20? 18 to 1. I like those numbers, Trent Condon. And it's a long shot. I know how you like those. Well, in the horses, I do. Yeah, betting favorites in the NFL and yeah. betting long shots on the horses. Uh, I'll have the Bengals. Let's not forget. That's true. All right. At six and a half, too. I mean, gosh. You know, you get to this point. Oh, I wish I really would have taken the elastic band off the sure, old bankroll, yeah. right? This is husband's home free. We will come back with the high school playoffs. Cody Goodwin is coming up from the Des Moines Register. I um, look forward to doing a lot of listening to you guys in this <laughs> segment as you were both in stadiums through the first, what, nine weeks of the season? That's right. Now, you'll do... You're going right to the Dome, right? Yeah, absolutely. The Bulls got the games on the radio right yep. through, right through it all. Uh, what can you do with CISN TV? Uh, we'll be able to do the next two rounds. So next two rounds? I will be doing the Ankeny Centennial Valley game on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can catch that game on the Bull and the video stream on CISN TV. Fingers crossed if uh, everything plays out. Quarterfinal would be out at Southeast Polk Dowling Catholic. Oh, my. Against SCP to get to the Dome. So we won't get Valley Dowling until they get to the Dome if if we could get it, that's where right. it would. That's not bad either. No, not at all. Played that game at the Unidome. Had that championship game a couple oh, of years man. ago. So trying it was a nun- well. You were there. Yeah, 
Uh, it was uh, two Fridays ago. Two Fridays ago. Mm-hmm. And we always week see eight. that game week one. Week, well, I saw it once in week one, mostly week two or week three. Right. Boy, this was a fun game. I'm glad it was late in the year. Get a rematch maybe for a championship? Wouldn't that be something? All right, well, we'll uh, do more high school football conversation on the other side. But right now it's time for another $1,000 handoff. Text the keyword EASY to 200, 200 right now. It's your chance to win $1,000 EASY to 200, 200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Cody Goodwin, Des Moines Register, joins Miller and Condon next. Next on 1460 KXNO and one. Trent Condon here to tell you about Rent Estate, the new revenue rocket ship. Putting your home up for rent, not for sale. But why would you do that in a seller's market? Just do the math. Selling a home will catch you some cash once, while renting a home keeps that cash coming month after month after month. And because there are always renters, but not always buyers, Rent Estate is foolproof, recession proof and retirement plan positive. What's not to love? The hassles of being a landlord? For one monthly flat rate, Renter's Warehouse will take away the tedious tasks. Tend to your tenants, answer the 3 a.m. calls, market your property, and collect the rent. Make the savvy, long game, paradigm shift and choose Rent Estate with Renter's Warehouse. Get your free rental price analysis today. Go to renterswarehouse.com or call 515-528-528. 4429. 515-528-4429. Because you can't buy happiness to me from the Urology Center of Iowa. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? 1-800-BETS-OFF. Family owned since 1970. Kemker's True Value and Rental helps you buy what you want and rent what you need. Get to work on that to-do list with help from Kemker's True Value and Rental. Kemker's has all your hardware needs. Plus, their rental catalog is perfect for do-it-yourselfers. With two Central Iowa locations to better serve you in Grimes and Huxley, make it Kemker's True Value and Rental. Find out what they can do for you at Kemker'sTrueValue.com. That's Kemker's True Value. Approval and analysis. First and 10 from the Roosevelt 46-yard line. Here comes Valley, their first snap offensively, and they're going to hand it off to the right side, breaking through a tackle and into the open field, 25-20. Up the sideline, 10, touchdown, Valley. Aiden Price comes on the jet sweep, 46 yards to pay dirt. One play, one score. The Tigers strike first. Well, and you just play of the day brought to you by CISN TV from last Friday night as the Valley Tigers punch their ticket in the playoffs, knocking off Roosevelt 42-7. First offensive play of the game. Jet sweep Aiden Price hmm. makes the play there as Valley gets ready for the playoffs. They take on Ankeny Centennial Friday night. The Ankeny Hawks against Waukee Northwest. You can catch both those games on CISN TV. All right, good stuff, Trent Condon. Let's get our friend Cody Goodwin in here. He covers high school sports, amongst other duties, at the Des Moines Register. Cody, Trent, and Ken, thank you for coming on. How are you? 
I'm doing great. I appreciate you guys having me. It's going to be a fun Friday night. Yeah, indeed it will. Looking forward to uh, all of your coverage at the Register. And, of course, my partner here, Trent, is he'll be on CISN and on the Bull 96.9 on the uh, FM dial. Well, let's get into We'll start with the 5A. Um, and, and Southeast Polk comes into this uh, with the RPI index that they use uh, as, the, as the one seed. Uh, do they look like a one seed to you, Cody? Yeah, I think as long as they're healthy, they are. Um, you know, they look like they're, they're they have the capability to be the best team in Central Iowa. Like obviously, you've got teams like Valley and, and Ankeny, and um, you know, Dowling has come on very strong of late. Urbandale had a really nice season, even though they slipped up last week to Waukee Northwest. Um, you know, this is one of those rare years where there is a ton of parity going on in Central Iowa, and I don't know how used to that we really are, right? I mean, Dowling had their run of seven straight state titles, and then for a long time they seemed pretty inevitable when they played everybody except Valley, but even then they were able to get the job done in the postseason. So, you know, this year, just looking at them, you know, Polk has one loss, which was to Ankeny, who also beat Dowling, but Dowling beat Valley. Valley also beat Ankeny, but Polk beat Valley. So it's just, it's a really fun, unique year that way, where there's just, there's a lot of things that could potentially happen every time these teams match up, and um, you know, maybe thankfully for us, a lot of these teams are separated. I know Dowling and Polk are in the same pod. Um, you know, when it comes to the first round this coming Friday and the quarterfinals next week, they could end up playing each other for the right to go to the Unidome. But um, a lot, a lot of parity this year in in large class Iowa high school football, which I think has been a lot of fun. You know, in those years too, if it wasn't Dowling, maybe one other team you can make an argument for. I think you can make a compelling case for seven, eight teams this year can in the biggest really? class to wow. win this thing. And that's what makes this as wide open as it's ever been. One, two, maybe three teams in any given year. Not the case this season. Cody, help out our listeners. We're going to see some of these kind of cross-state rivalries, if you will. Linmar, they go to Dowling Catholic. or go to Williams Stadium, actually, for that one. Urbandale City High, on and on and on. What do you know about the east side of the state? How strong is it on that side of the state this year? Yeah, there's a lot of really good, um, really good teams out there. A lot of intriguing teams, right? And we're going to get to see a lot of them here, um, you know, on Friday night. Um, just over the course of of the night as it unfolds. You, I mean, you mentioned Linmar; they're coming to play Dowling. Um, Urbandale's got to make the trip out to Iowa City. Um, you know, I, there, but outside of you know, out in Eastern Iowa, right? Cedar Rapids Prairie has to play Bettendorf. Bettendorf has kind of picked it up after a slow start. Cedar Rapids Prairie. Um, two very narrow losses. You know, they're they're just a couple of plays away. I think from being nine and zero, they had Southeast Polk on the ropes until Xavier Nwankpa blocked a, a field goal <laughs> yeah. at the at the end of the game to win that one. Um, you know, and can then kind of the same thing happened with Cedar Falls. It was a really exciting back and forth fourth quarter, and Cedar Falls just happened to have the ball last. But um, you know, Pleasant Valley is another team. Cedar Falls and, and Pleasant Valley have to play, and the winner could see the winner. Uh, the winner will see the winner of uh, you know Valley Ankeny Centennial. So. Um, I like that the Iowa High School Athletic Association kind of, you know, the, the way that the final RPI kind of unfolded, we almost have a true seeded bracket here um, just with the way they divided up the pods and the way they, they more or less protected, I think, the top four seeds. But they also paired them up, you know, one, eight, seven, two, uh, three, six, four, and five. So, um, you know, I think that's a lot of fun. I think it gives a lot of different teams opportunities. You know, we could see you know, potentially three Central Iowa schools at the Unidome. We could also potentially see three Eastern Iowa teams at the Unidome. You know, it's kind of who shows up the next two weeks and brings their best to, you know, give themselves the opportunity to get up to Cedar Falls. So there's a lot of really fun teams, a lot of intriguing teams. And, um, you know, in kind of in the, in the way that it's been all season, you know, whoever shows up on Friday night is going to be the better team that night. And, and that could go 
you know, that, that could that that creates all sorts of different possibilities, right? It's gonna make it fun. Cody Goodwin from the Des Moines Registers, I guess. You mentioned Urbandale having to go to take on City High, and City High was such a power, uh, even as an outsider of the state realized that very quickly what their place was in high school football. Uh Mitchell Moore leaves Roosevelt after like, is it fair to say resurrecting that program? I mean he certainly motivated them. Yeah, Coach kids. Lincoln started it on the right track, yeah. but he had Looked like he was going to take it to another right. level, and, and City High seemingly Cody was down, and yet here they are. They're eight and one, and they've got uh, they've got a home game on Friday night. Uh, is this just purely a testament to just what a motivator um, uh, that uh, Mitchell Moore is? Yeah, I think you know. I, I think what people might be forgetting a little bit is that you know he took over a couple of programs that you know have always been. These are two schools that are full of athletes, right? Like City High and Roosevelt may have struggled a little bit when it comes to football, but you know we've talked about Roosevelt when it comes to soccer in recent years, when it comes to baseball in recent years. You know they've had good athletes when it comes to swimming and tennis and volleyball and basketball and this, that, and the next. And just for whatever reason, they just haven't been able to put it together on the football field. So I'm glad Trent, uh, you know, brought up Coach Link. You know he kind of. Um, really, I think, built the foundation of that program. And then when Mitch Moore came in, he kind of injected a different level of juice into the team. And, um, you know, they kind of took off. I know they kind of struggled a little bit down the stretch here this season. But, um, you know, still a lot of really, really good football players that they had on the field this year and that are going to come back again next year. Same thing that really happened at City High. I mean, City High, I think about this, guys. They're the last non-Central Iowa Class 5A team to win a state football championship in Iowa's large class. That was all the way back in 09. But, you know, for the longest time under Coach Dan Sabers, they had a lot of really, really good athletes and just, you know, Iowa City West rose to, to power in, you know, some of the recent years. Cedar Falls has kind of claimed Eastern Iowa, Cedar Rapids Kennedy, and um, has had some really good teams. Bettendorf, obviously, Pleasant Valley, um, you know. And so I think, you know, you bring in a guy like Mitch Moore who um, he brings a lot of energy, you know, just talking to some of the kids out there on that team in that program, they – you know, they talk a lot about the energy that Mitch Moore brings. And so you mix that energy and motivation with, you know, I, that Iowa City High is still one of the bigger schools in the state. There's a huge talent pool there to choose from, you know, and they've been really good at some other sports over the years and, um, you know, most notably soccer, but they've had some really, really good baseball teams the last couple of years as well. You get a lot of those guys to come out for football, um, to play with the guys that are already kind of bought in for football. Then you bring in this young coach who's full of energy, who plays a different brand of football, an exciting brand of football. Um, no surprise at all that they've been able to take off. Um, you know, they got a tough test ahead of them, not only against Urbandale, but if they're able to win, probably going to see Cedar Rapids Kennedy in the quarterfinals. We'll see if Dubuque Sr. can maybe upset them in the first round. But, um, you know, tough path to get to the Unidome, but not out of the you know realm of possibility at all for the Little Hawks in Mitch Moore's first season out there. You mentioned Cedar Rapids Kennedy, the only remaining undefeated team in Class 5A. Cody, let's jump down to Class and a lot of local flavor down in Class 4A. You have Winterset there. They're up in Pod 1. Norwalk, they go on the road to Webster City. Bondurant Farrar welcoming in Fort Dodge. And just cool to see Fort Dodge in the playoffs and not at the big school level and maybe a better chance of them making a run. Carlisle, Indianola, feels like another one here. Pretty open, or do you think it's North Scott and everybody else? I Man, I really like this North Scott team. I think there's a couple of teams that could maybe apply some pressure. You know, I, The other thing about North Scott is, you know, not only are they nine and zero, and they, we've kind of thought of them as kind of the crop of this class, but like you know, they've beaten Cedar Rapids Xavier. They've beaten you know a handful of these other teams that you know we consider teams that that are probably near the top of Class Four A this season. They've they've been that good. They've been that good all year. I mean, really, they they were that good last year too, and they just have kind of continued this role that they're on. 
Um, some of the teams that could apply pressure, I think maybe Cedar Rapids Xavier in a rematch, you know, now that they've kind of gotten their hands on them, so to speak, what does that look like if they're able to meet up again at the Unidome? Um, very intrigued by this Waverly Shell Rock team. They've showed that they can win close. They've shown that they can win big. They can win shootouts. They can win defensive slugfest. Very versatile team that has, um, you know, two or three guys that can really run the rock a little bit. Um, really like this Bondurant for our team. Um, you know, with Titus Cram, who can do a little bit of everything, but they've got a lot of other dudes just kind of in and around. And I'm also, I've been a huge fan of this Indianola team, too. I know they slipped up to Norwalk earlier this year, but, you know, they came back. And, you know, that's another team that has beaten some really good teams this year. You know, they could see Lewis Central in the quarterfinals. They already got a win over them. Um, you know, they, they want a shootout against Pella. Um, you know, this, this is an Indianola team that I think, you know, they have a path not only to the Unidome, but, you know, depending on how things shake out, you know, I think I, if the seeds hold, they would potentially, I think, see North Scott in the in the semifinal round. But, um, you know, if there's some upsets along the way, who knows? I mean, I really like – there's some teams that I think can apply pressure. I think it's going to be a really tall task to take down North Scott. Um, you know, but there's a lot of fun talent, I think, in Class 4A. Maybe – I know we talk a lot about 5A in this space and here in mm-hmm. Central Iowa just because Ankeny and Dowling and Valley and Polk and all that. Um, but there's a lot of fun 4A football around the state as well, and especially here in central Iowa with Indianola, Carlisle, Bondurant, Farrar, Norwalk, go a little bit north to Webster City and Fort Dodge, um, a little bit south to Winterset. There's a lot of fun football here too, so I, don't, I, don't, I hope people don't sleep on the 4A playoffs nearly as much as, um, you know, just because we don't talk about it nearly as much. I'm, right? glad, I'm glad you brought it up because those are all in our listening audience and mm-hmm. uh, Bondurant. That district, I'm not sure what number it is, uh, but boy, it was they, got some do, they got some teams in the playoffs. So let me ask you my last question for you, Cody. Let's try to finish up. Does travel come into play anymore with the, with the uh, Iowa High School Athletic Association? I mean, normally early, whether it be week one or week two of the playoffs, travel would be a factor. How big of a factor is it still, if at all? So I think it's a little bit of a factor, and it's more of a factor, I think, with some of the smaller classes. Um, you know, if you kind of look at some of those matchups, um, you know, there are some matchups that, you know, might scratch your head a little bit, but a lot of it is because, you know, they don't really want to send all these teams across the state for whatever reason. I mean, you look at Spirit Lake West Lion. Those are two teams that have to play this Friday. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty convinced that those are two. I, that should probably be a state quarterfinal game. But because of the way Spirit Lake ended their regular season, because West Lyon won their district, um, and because of where they are proximity-wise, it just kind of makes sense to pair them up this weekend. Um, it kind of stinks. You know, same thing with OABCIG in Greene County. That's another team where, you know, that, that, that's not a short drive by any means. But, you know, where do you send OABCIG, right? They're not district champs, so they have to play on the road. So wh- where do you go? You don't want to send them to Southeast Valley because that was the, that was the team that won their district, right? But, you know, do you send them to Williamsburg? That's a haul. Do you send them to Wacom? That's a haul. Um, you know, and that's just in two ways. So uh, a little bit more of a factor in the smaller classes, but, um, you know, in some of the larger classes, I think the, the Iowa High School Athletic Association, it seems to me that what they've really done is tried to protect um, you know, I say protect, they try to separate the top four seeds. Um, and then from there, maybe try to pair them up with whoever finished fifth through eighth in the RPI, just to try and maybe create, um, you know, the possibility of true quarterfinal games. And then from there, you pair up the rest of them. Some of them, it's through geography. Some of them, it's just, hey, like these schools are big enough, they can handle the travel expensive and, and you know, just let them go, right? So, um, and then some of them also make sense, right? Like Carlisle was the last team in, in class 4A. Um, it makes a lot of sense to maybe send them to play Indianola rather, rather than Xavier, North Scott, or Waverly Shell Rock, right? So, because Indianola was, I believe, they ended up as the four seed. They won their district. Um, I know that that's a district rematch, so that kind of stinks, but it also just kind of made the most sense when given the rest of the 4A. So, 
um, you know, a little bit here and there, more so in the smaller classes. But I think geography is still a little bit of a factor. 20 days till wrestling starts, Cody. I'm sure you already know that. Wrestling practice starts on November 15th. But we're out of time. We will talk wrestling, though, I'm sure, when we get to those winter months. And enjoy the playoffs. So where are you going to be Friday night? I will be at uh, Dowling Linmar. want to get my eyes on the Maroons one more time. They're, they're coming in hot. So I, that, that's a team I think people, you, you never sleep on Dowling, right? But especially this year with Jackson Smollett back healthy, this could be a team that can make a run. Well, that game two weeks ago, I mean, you've been in a lot of, you've been seen, you've seen a lot of live games. That Valley Dowling, man, that was entertaining. Cody, good stuff. Thank you for doing this for us. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you in the weeks ahead. Thanks, Cody Goodwin. Thanks for having me, guys. Good to talk to you, Cody Goodwin. Des Moines Register. Uh, as we talk high school football playoffs. Who wins it? The 5A. Dowling Catholic. Dowling Catholic. It's been a long time since they've had a... <laughs> they have a full year off. It, they've had a year. Time to start another streak, huh? They'd have to do it by going to Southeast Spoke in the quarterfinals. Ooh. Then they'll reseed. Yep. But that's, so that's at, it's at that point. They receive once they get to the dome, to the dome. for the semifinals. Yeah, you got the pod system yeah. here set up, the four teams in each of the four pods, and then you go there, they'll reseed it, and we will crown a champion. Boy, I love the dome. I, I love playoff <laughs> football, the intensity that was there. And after last year, as odd it was, with dozens and dozens of people is all inside the mm. building, Gonna be fun to have full crowds back there again. Yep, those garage doors open up and the teams run out. Good stuff. We'll come back, finish up the program. It's Miller and Condon on fourteen sixty KXNO and one oh to learn more. Trent Condon here for the Urology Center of Iowa. Now's your chance to sit on the couch guilt-free all weekend long watching football while you heal after your vasectomy from the Urology Center of Iowa. The doctors there perform my procedure in less than a half hour. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550 and online at iowauro.com. A guilt-free football watching weekend after your vasectomy. Yes, football season is here, but baseball season never ends. Victory Mounds is your ace when it comes to premium baseball and softball products and services. With portable pitching mounds and everything else you need for your indoor facility. Or help this fall getting your field ready for next spring and summer. Victory Mounds Field Consulting Services can help you improve the quality and playability of your field. Go to VictoryMounds.com and stay in the... Americans. The Rookie Sports Cards in Clive gives you the best in the world of cards and signed memorabilia. Get into the collecting game with The Rookie for football, baseball, basketball, and hockey cards. From sets to individuals, signed jerseys and helmets, and their weekly bid board. Stop by The Rookie today, 9992 Swanson Boulevard in Clive to rip a pack of cards and have some fun. It's The Rookie Sports Cards in 800 bets off. Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him. All right, welcome back. 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. That in a second. Um, just kind of finishing where we started going back. I just watched Brady give the kid the hat mm-hmm. you know, that helped him. Um, come on. Is Tom Brady more likable yeah. since he's away from the Patriots? I find myself. I think that's you. Just me? That's you. I think he's more likable. See, I didn't dislike him at the same time. Well, I respected level. the hell of what they did. I mean, yeah. how can you not? But I think he's more likable. I know he's... Went, anyways. He's uh, a weird duck. He's... You can't knock the cat. Uh, um, 
Your play of the day. I know what it is. We've already discussed it. It's the Bravos. That's Yes, I've already invested in the series, so I will not be playing game one. But, of course, well, there's it's a seven-game series, so i got to have something. <laughs> I found two things tonight. One in the NBA early, TNT 630. The Knickenbockers welcome in the 76ers. Knicks coming off an awful loss to a terrible Orlando team. I don't know how that happened. They beat them by like 30 the game before. It was a back-to-back, mm. and then they lost. They bounce back. We'll lay the one at home. Okay. MSG. Game two, let's go to hockey. Oh. Yes. Intrigued. The Wild are making that always easy. Vancouver. Nashville to Vancouver back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me the Canucks, even on the money line against the Wild as the Wild drop their second game of the season. Well, I hope you're right. I know you do. I hope I'm wrong. Right. At least as it pertains to the team that I root for in the NHL. Well, enjoy Game 1 of the World Series. We will talk about that tomorrow. Um, Murph and Andy in an hour and five minutes with Fanatics and then Cyclone Insider at 6. See you tomorrow, 14.